It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, a podcast for Bruins fans by Bruins fans. And uh, I am VA. I'm here today with Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. Hello, I'm at a gas station. Yes, yes. He is newly not her suit, uh, on her <laughs> suit even. So that's fun. We made it through the season, guys. The Boston Bruins made it through the season. Yeah. It's been amazing. They, they won the President's Cup or trophy. They have the most wins in a single season. They have the most points in a single season. What do we think? Yay. I think it's fantastic. It is. It's pretty fucking fantastic. It's cool. <laughs> Naturally, uh, because the Penguins decided to blow it, and boy, did they blow chunks in the final oh, well, game. John Henry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because the, the New York Islanders were just a little bit better, the Bruins are facing off against the Florida Panthers for the first time in the this new series tomorrow night at I don't know what time because I didn't check the time. Seven seven thirty maybe. Yeah, I thought um, it was seven thirty. I'm gonna check just in case. Not that I don't believe you. Wow, this is good podcasting. Look at me not knowing how anything works. Oh yes, you are all right. You are both right. It is 7.30, Monday evening. There's nothing else happening in Boston at all tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty boring day, really. Yeah. Sure yeah. There, people aren't running from anything or towards anything. Um, the Red not- Sox don't play really early. Yeah, there's certainly not going to be a six foot nine former hockey player running anywhere tomorrow not 26 miles for sure and there isn't some guy who calls himself big poppy that's going to be like ushering in the entire marathon that wouldn't happen they wouldn't they wouldn't do that no no just imagine if big poppy though were to run a marathon that would be impressive he's too cool oh oh, yeah yeah, he's way a, a he's way too cool. B one of the reasons why he retired were his feet were so messed up, I guess, like from playing. And he did just get shot like what was it two three years ago? So I mean, okay, that's God. a good point. Now I feel like a dinkus. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that probably running a Boston Marathon is not gonna be in his plans, but that's okay. You know, there are other he's, ways. He's the Grand Marshal. I think that's what it's called. He's the Grand Marshal of it, though. There. See, there you go. See, that's even cooler than running it. But, uh, yeah, some people love to work, run marathons. So I hope everybody tomorrow runs the marathon in a great way that, that helps them beat their times that they want to beat or just as the personal accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also supposed to be a Red Sox game, isn't there? Yeah, at 11.05 a.m. Um, Shohei Otani's pitching for the Angels. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Brian uh, Bio 
is making his season debut for the Red Sox. He's a rookie. He's young. He's one of their top prospects. Supposed to be very good. He started the year kind of uh, injured and had to do like an extended spring training and then uh, some rehab starts. But he's making his first start of the year tomorrow against Shohei. It's the fourth game of the series. They've been playing the Angels all weekend and they've won the first three games of the series. So it's a chance for a sweep. Interesting. So um, I just have to ask you. What did you see? Did you did you hear about Shohei possibly looking around Boston at condos? Oh my gosh, I need it. I just need it. And like they showed a few pictures of Yoshida and Shohei like talking in the infield, and I'm just like, Yoshida, please just recruit him. Just have him come. Like we need Shohei. I I want I honestly give me like half of that Japanese World Baseball Classic team on Boston like right now. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing right now: if they get Shohei next year, I might actually watch baseball. Yeah, he's he's the best player in the world. He does things that we haven't really seen before, mm-hmm. and. He's a good person. He's a great ambassador for the sport. And uh, I would just love to have him in Boston for all of those reasons. I mean, the game of baseball has grown substantially globally. And, I mean, Japan's the first team to win multiple World Baseball Classics. Um, just shows how, how much the game is growing. And... Shohei's a big part of that, going to be a big part of that younger generation all over the world just being excited about baseball. I don't even like baseball, but I'm excited about Shohei Otani. So, you, I mean, you have to. Like, he can throw a ball like 100 miles an hour, and then he can hit it like 450 feet. Like, it just shouldn't be able to, shouldn't, no human should be able to do that, but he can. In the personification of that meme that I just shared uh, amongst the group on Discord, hockey playoffs. (laughs) We should get back to that. Anyway, so the the Bruins wrap up a busy day in Boston tomorrow, 7.30, the 10th anniversary this this weekend, the 10th anniversary of the the marathon bombings. Uh, And it's, uh, it's a really important day to kind of uh recognize all that uh boston and the surrounding communities went through during that time i will be probably a little more somber tomorrow uh as will lots of other people i mean the bruins have sent out lots of people uh from the organization to take part in the boston one day celebrations so uh or the one day boston celebrations i should say so um yeah so it's, uh, I hope everything goes off without a hitch tomorrow, as it has been in the 10 years since, basically. So, but let's get back to that Bruins uh, Panthers ser- uh, series. Wow. I didn't know how I felt about this series until I started just looking at things while getting ready to fill out my bracket, which, by the way, if you haven't filled out a bracket, you can go join our Barely on Topic uh nhl bracket challenge 
I should probably pin that tweet somewhere. I think I will. You can find it on Twitter, basically, or on Facebook. I think I've put it there, too. Um, anyway, so I, I, when I started to look at the information, I started to feel a little bit better about the Bruins playing the Panthers. Because remember, in the regular season, they split the series. The Panthers were the only team to really split the series right down the middle with the Bruins. Uh, not talking about West Coast teams, because, you know, obviously Edmonton won a game and and the uh, and Predators won a game and the Cracker won a game, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about, like, of the East Coast teams, they're the only team that basically beat the Bruins twice, once in regulation and once in overtime. How should I say this? Okay, so the Panthers are on a roll. So are the Bruins. But, you know, I have to th- I have to say, I think that Jeff clarified things for me today. I, I had already gone into my bracket, done one thing, changed my mind on how many games it was going to be. But Jeff really made me feel a lot better about this. And maybe I'll start off this by saying what Jeff told us. Ready? Because Jeff could not yeah. because he is um, he is a dad and Dr. Julie's on call. So ready. So Jeff's thoughts on the playoff series. Florida's offense will be a real issue for the Bruins at times. And I suspect we will come to truly understand what it means to hate Matt Kachuk in a deeply personal way. I agree. However, their lack of a bottom six, a defense that can only be described as embarrassing, and a goaltending tandem consisting of Sergei Bobrovsky's rotting corpse and a 30-year-old career AHL journeyman will ultimately bring the fancy cats down from within. So then he says Boston in five. Interesting. I mean, I think... So I think the Bruins end up winning the series for sure. The only thing that really worries me is kind of like health all of a sudden like with the older players like we heard Marshan was kind of sore at practice and he was pulled from practice because of it we don't really know what's going on with uh Patrice Bergeron um but Marshan said he's just sick but who knows and just hopefully Krejci's ready to go well, it sounds like there is an illness that is going through the locker room. Uh, Thomas Noshik was sick. Then Bergy got mildly injured, it sounds like, in the Canadiens game. And then he also turned up sick after that. And then um, Swayman is sick. So, do you, think it could, do you think it could be syphilis? I don't think it's syphilis, Nicholas. Um, <laughs> but if it is, I mean, oh, God, could you imagine... Bergeron would not be the person to get syphilis. And I highly no, doubt would. that Swayman would either. I don't know about Noshik. I mean, he seems like he's married and he wouldn't do that. So that's right. But Marshy, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's probably just a cold. There's a bad cold going around. One of our friends has the bad cold. So that's just what it could be. Um, so... I don't know if I'm worried about that with uh, Marshy being sore. Remember, this is the man who scored 100 points on what he called 80% of his physical form. It's true. And I, I also think like Marshy 
does not need to practice. Mm-hmm. He does not need to practice, but Marshy doesn't give up. He's worked really hard to get to where he is. And so he's like, okay, I'll go to practice. And then they're just like, Marshy, why don't you just take a break now for the rest of the practice? Marshy's not going to be like fully at 100% until like training camp. So let's make sure that we can do what we can with him. Now, I will say that I was reading something just before we got on, on The Athletic. And this is what Pluto says. He says that the lines should Patrice Bergeron not be ready to go. Uh, according to how practice was, he thinks Zaka can move up to the, the top line in between Marshy and Jake DeBrusque. Mm. So Marshy is not in doubt for game one. And Berge is being left at, is he, if he feels like he can go, he'll play. And if he doesn't feel like it, we'll just make another plan. So then the second line would have Tyler Bertuzzi uh, on the left of Krejci and then Pasta, of course. And then the third line would be Hall, Coyle, and Frederick, which is not a surprise. Um, and the fourth line would be Felino, because even though he hasn't been taken off of LTIR yet, he was a full participant in practice, and it, he's expected to be ready for the first game. And then Noshik and Hathaway. So that's what that's looking like. And I'm not really worried about it. I think that lineup still beats the, the, the Panthers in five. Yes, well, it could very well because, as Jeff pointed out, the uh, the Panthers only have two lines, basically, and their defense is um, not that great. When t- Mark Stahl is in your top four, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, sure, they have Ekblad and they have Montour, but they also have guys I've barely heard of. <laughs> So you've got Forsling and Ekblad as your top pair. Mark Stahl and uh, Brandon Montour is the second pair. And somebody named Mahura and Gudis. And, well, you just have to make sure you don't get knocked around by Gudis. So. Is that Rodko Gudis or whatever uh, it is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that dick. You know, considering, like, Ekblad is... I know we don't want to use plus minus as a gauge for, for much because analytics, full analytics uh, tell a better story, but it does tell you that they're, they are on the ice as defensemen for a goal against depend. It doesn't tell you where they were, but he's got a negative one, like negative 23 or something. You know, I thought Ekblad was going to be a much better defenseman than he actually is, but he spends a lot of time being hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's hard for him to really put up good numbers, I guess. But, you know, the team was really bad at times this year, except they seem to play their best hockey against the Bruins. And if you're worried about, well, first of all, I also have to say Sam Bennett is on IR. So he's one of their good players and he's not there. I don't know if he's due to be back anytime soon, but also what I looked at was, uh, Oh, um, you know, when it comes down to special teams, power play, penalty kill. On the power play, the two teams are just about even. 19.6 for the Panthers, 19.4 for the Bruins. And that's only 19.4 because the Bruins have been dreadful on the power play in the last month or two. 
but the penalty kill is where the Bruins shine because they're number one in the in the league at 90.1 and and the Florida PK is 78 percent so the Bruins have to find a way to score in the power play yep because that is definitely a big advantage right there yeah can you believe that I know I know that our Bruins uh goaltenders have really great numbers so I'm not going to go into those uh you know but I will talk about the goaltending numbers of the Panthers. Ready? So Lyon, who's been playing more lately, he's been the hot goalie. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the 30-year-old career AHL journeyman, uh, according to Jeff. So he has a 2.89 GAA and a uh, 0.914 save percentage, which is good. Yeah. I, but I don't think his workload has been that much. I would have to look that up. Wait a minute. I do have that. Alex Lyon is, he's been in 15 games. So that's not a lot. And Bobrovsky's dreadful. So Bobrovsky is, uh, presumably he's going to get the start. I don't know. I would go with the hot hand, I guess. But Bobrovsky makes $10 million. So if he's sitting on the bench, that's bad. Right. Uh, and supposedly playoff Bavrovsky is a thing, although I've never seen it. I just feel like Bavrovsky is so flip floppy. He can be great for one game, but I've never actually seen it. And he's terrible every time I watch. So Bavrovsky, 3.07 uh, goals against average and uh, 0.901. Uh. I mean, if that were like 1980s goalies, that would be like the best of all time. It is um, 2023. Oh, that's not that good. No, it's not. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not great. And I mean, the Florida Panthers, the big thing is, is their Swiss cheese of a defense because they've given up almost 100 more goals than the Bruins have this season. <laughs> That, that's I think, insane. Yeah, I think the I think they've given up like 273 goals on the year, and the Bruins have given up like 177 or something like that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yep, Bruins gave up 177, and they gave up 273. Insane. <laughs> now listen to this, guys. Ready, Bobrovsky. He has uh, played 50 games. He started 49 and he is 24 and 20 and three. That's it's me. He's, he's a bunch of mediocre. He's given up 145 goals on the year and the Bruins gave up 177 as a team. Yep. After you look at things for a while, you start to think like, well, Maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe this is not so bad at all. Uh, I do think that uh, I'm going to hate Matthew Machuk. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk. I have a feeling I will. Um, I already hated him during the season. Um, I already do. I've already jumped on the bandwagon. Fuck Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, so are you part of the Matthew Kachuk friendship tour? <laughs> Like, screw him. 
Brady is the better Kachuk. Like, I don't like just screw him. Brady has the more angelic look, but he is definitely a demon. You know? Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, the one thing that does worry me about the, the Panthers, okay? And it's an intangible. The intangible of Keith Kachuk saying that the, the Panthers have played soft is what seemed to inspire that late season push. I don't like that. I think Keith Kachuk should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, and note the Bruins have been doing lately since February coasting and look at their record. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that Montreal game was terrible. Like the Bruins did not put forth their best effort there and they still won. <laughs> Here's the other thing too that that just kind of to me shows what the Panthers are made of. The Panthers with three games left or two games left even were battling for a playoff spot. And all they had to do to control their own destiny is like win their last two games. And what did they do? They lost in overtime and lost in regulation. It took the Penguins being even worse and being even dumber for them to like get in. So like when they had to put their nuts on the table, they fell flat. I just love the idea like of a, a panther. Like what's a panther doing on the table? Oh my God, that panther just puts nuts on the table. <laughs> I was just thinking of how fun it is that the Panthers and the Penguins are dumb and dumber. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good image too. We were all last week. We we're all like, eh, we'd rather play the Penguins, and the Penguins were like, "Oh, did we hear our names?" Well, I think that. How about this? <laughs> Fuck you, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing about the Panthers they score a lot of goals they've scored 290 on the year so they do have a high scoring offense they just give up a ton and when you're playing a team that's actually good defensively like that's you're going to run into problems Hey, that sounds like the whole strategy of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, the last kind couple of. of years. Yeah. So I think Florida had their best chance last year. And they did not come away with the championship. And then they let Andrew Burnett walk. Uh, because they decided they wanted to uh, interview and hire from outside. And where did he go? He went to the uh, Devils. And what did the Devils do this year? Oh, I don't know. They only got second in the uh, yeah. Metropolitan. I'm not saying it's all brunette because I think it's just, it is a matter of the kids getting it all together up there. But I think that brunette has probably done some good assistant coaching there on the bench. But yes, one more comment that Jeff made that I, it was a late received comment. Ready? I also forgot to comment regarding Paul Maurice as a coach. Lol. Lap my ass off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with him there because he he was he could get 
the the Winnipeg Jets to a first round and then that's it. I don't know why they thought, hey, this is the coach of the future for us. But that was a decision that the Panthers made. And now I think it's not going to pay off for them this year. Also, the Panthers are shit on the road. They're 19, 19 and three on the road and they don't have home ice. I mean, I don't know. That's that's not that's not great. I, I just think and I also think that like there's a lot of people trying to trying to push the oh Panthers in five, Panthers in six because of what Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Lightning did when they won sixty two games. And there's such a big difference between the two teams, the Bruins and the Lightning. And the main one thing is I think the Bruins leadership and the Bruins core wouldn't allow that to happen. And they know that what happened to the Lightning. So they can study. I mean, immensely say to themselves, we're not going to be that team. We are a better team. I think it's just, um, I know there's a President's Trophy kind of curse, but this Bruins team is so much better than any other team in the regular season. And they have that veteran leadership, as Tim mentioned, that it, you're not going to you're not going to get swept in the first round. You'll win in oh, my bold prediction, they'll win in five. Shocking. I also said that they will win in five, and I think that uh, to comment on your best in hockey, our best uh, best team in hockey uh, idea, I'm going to throw out this other thing. It is an intangible. It is not something that can be measured, but we all know how this team came together this year they knew that they got Bergy back and they got crazy to come back largely probably it was david posternock and tuka tuka rest's wedding tuka gets the assist mm-hmm. on this because they all met up for that wedding and uh and david crazy missed it and patrice has never been this effusive about how much he cares about david crazy how much he likes david crazy how important David Krejci is to himself and the team. So I think that that is one of the big pushes on this team. It is one of the reasons why they managed to get through all of the injuries early in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, the team, the, the team members, the players that were injured all came back early because they, there was, they saw what was going on. They did their rehabs. They were feeling good. They came back early. They wanted to be part of this. I think it's just a really special group of guys. I think uh, they're all, they're all committed to this one goal. And this one goal is to get that last championship for two guys who may not come back, Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, I don't want to think about the future of those two players right now, but I do want to think about how, this team has like rallied this year behind them. And I think that is ultimately what's going to put them over the top. I don't think they're going to fall to a curse uh, because I think everybody wants to play. Plus this team is probably deeper than they have ever been. Uh, When you're sitting there thinking about whether or not you're playing Felino or I don't want to say Lauco, uh, necessarily, but whether or not you're thinking about like, hey, we have the luxury of letting Felino oh. rest a little bit more 
because we have players. You know, we've got Bertuzzi, we've got Hathaway. Uh, on defense, we've got Orlov, and Orlov looks like he might be playing alongside Charlie McAvoy tomorrow night, uh, according to what Fluto wrote in The Athletic. That pairing against, I, I, like, yeah. I get excited about McAvoy and Or shutting down anyone. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. It is. I love the second pairing of Lindholm and Carlo or Lindlow or Carl Holm, whatever you want to say. Oh, uh, Carl Holm. I like the that. Uh oh. Did you guys. What? I did not watch. What's happening? Did any of you happen to read the ESPN Stanley Cup playoffs breakdown for all 16 teams? I did not, but you can tell us about it. I just skimmed through it, and holy fucking bottle of shit mess. Okay. First of all, I won't even, I'm not going to start with the Bruins. I won't, because it's going to be a gradual thing here. All right. The first thing I'm going to start with is the Edmonton Oilers and their bold prediction. McDavid will join Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux as the only players to score more than 40 points in an individual postseason campaign en route to winning the Conn Smythe as the MVP of the playoffs. Okay. So that's bold prediction number one from ESP fucking in. Okay. Bold prediction number two from ESPN comes about the Boston Bruins. The the Bruins don't win the Stanley Cup. Storming through the regular season with relative ease leaves Boston without enough killer instinct, and it falls short against a more desperate opponent. Who is the more desperate opponent? Uh, The Florida Panthers, apparently. (laughs) Bold prediction. Florida bottles up Boston in the first round and sends the Bruins packing with a thrilling overtime victory to end the series. I mean, clicks, man. You need to get the clicks. All right. Can I just counter with what I read from The Athletic this morning? Sure. The Athletic, it was Sean Gentile and I don't know whoever else, but they basically did a a prediction, a uh, stat, uh, like a uh, but they basically said that um, the statistical likelihood is that the Bruins will win in five. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, statistically speaking, they said that the Bruins will win in five. Um, but the, there was one person amongst the group who was like going bold at like 2.6% saying that the, the Bruins uh, and the Panthers would make it to seven games. And that if they got to seven games, the statistical prob- probability would go to the Panthers on winning that, hmm. but only by two point six percent. Interesting. So I, I don't mean- believe the prognosticators on ESPN. They have it, a a narrative, and nobody's been happy that the Bruins have been doing well this year. They all want the Edmonton Oilers to win because they they feel like McDavid has to win it now. And and I agree that they probably feel that way because McDavid could end up walking at the end of his, his uh, contract, you know. But anyway, yeah, that sucks, Tim. 
Yeah, that was wild. I decided I decided wow. I decided to read it just to see what they said, and then um, it was a bunch of nonsense and awfulness. Like they also said that the Toronto Maple Leafs sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm like that's more possible. I still think it goes seven. I think that series goes like six or seven. I think that game goes, uh, that series goes seven, and I think it goes to the uh, Bolts. Although in one of my brackets, I'm not sure which one, I predicted that the Leafs would go on to the second round. And I'm not feeling good about that, but I just thought, ah, for shits and giggles, let's just say that. I think if you're talking about a desperate team in the first round, it is, and it should be, the Leafs. Mm -hmm. Because the Leafs, everything could just be like turned upside down next year if they don't win so that is more likely the the scenario that a a a team that's hungry or i wouldn't say they're hungry they choke all the time a a team that's desperate to win that should be it but i don't think that they're that desperate and panthers they've never been desperate to win come on no nobody cares about the florida panthers not even their parents oh tim oh Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. You said it. And uh, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> Only Keith Kachuk cares. Only Keith, Keith Kachuk cares. And he needs to shut up. So, yeah. Why did he piss me off so much? Why Keith did Kachuk. he? Yeah, like, I, I liked him as a player, but now as a former player, I'm like, just stop talking. Stop going on all the podcasts. He wants his kids to win. You know? I guess so. That makes I mean, sense. I, I, I can't believe better teams. <laughs> well, I mean, Kachuk left the flaming wreckage of the flames. True. Only to join a team. The that, sinking ship of the Panthers. It, yeah. Like he, he, he left a team that had a hole in its boat to join a team that had like a smaller hole in its boat. Like, I mean, <laughs> and then, Brady didn't Brady sign like an already signed an extension in Ottawa or something. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's his choice. Like, yeah, I want my sons to win. We'll tell them to make smarter choices. Like Jesus Christ. I think that the senators are, are in, they, they are starting to turn it around. Um, I think when they finally get bought and they have some real true leadership there from, you know, if they decide to keep, their GM or not. I think that they've made better choices since Milnick has passed. So I think the, the senators will get better. And I think, uh, and, and Brady Kachuk is just taking a gamble on that. He's gambling on himself. He's betting on himself that he can help make this team better. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. However, when your team just keeps fumbling over and over and over again. And like when you're McDavid and you're 26, seven years old, however old he is now. And they keep fumbling it like that. You know, he's like nine yeah. years into his career, right? I think this is a ninth season, something like that. And Edmonton is just now beginning to show the signs like, oh, maybe we should do something with our generational talent. I mean, granted, he and Dreitzeidel are very expensive and it's hard to work that around the cap, but still. Go ahead. 
I, I just don't like McDavid. I, I, I want he, he's somehow more boring than Crosby. I think I said that last week. At least we I'm did. consistent. We did. We did. We talked about how he's taken just whatever ounce of personality he's had and poured it into his talent. Edmonton, to me, is the only team that I'm really worried about the Bruins playing. Well, yeah, I can see that because the before they got Ekholm, the, the Bruins were able to beat the, the Oilers narrowly. And then after the Oilers got Ekholm, it was uh, the Oilers beat them. I think if that's correct, or I could be wrong. Maybe Eklund wasn't even part of all of this, but yeah, I, what was it? Uh, they beat them in, in Edmonton, but Edmonton came and beat them on the garden ice. Yeah. Yep. The only game the Bruins lost after being up by uh, two goals. Yeah. So I can understand that, but that is not our concern right now. So we're going to focus on the Panthers and I think Panthers, will not win i think it's uh i i boo on you espn bruins in five. Oh, here's a here's an interesting one um so this is from pat donnelly he works for the boston sports journal now i think covering the okay. bruins yep um he also used to i don't know if he still does photography for different places but he used to do photography for a bunch of different places and he took some excellent shots he broke the Bruins season down into seven game segments to see where they stood up like every seven games and this is how this is how it went six and one six and one six and one five one and one five oh and two five one and one five one and one five and two six and one five and two six and one and then the final five games five and oh (laughs) what i like about that is i mean of course the bruins win a lot but they're they don't go on these massive winning streaks that inflate their numbers they're just consistently winning a couple of chunks in a row ah then losing one maybe losing one in overtime they had that scary streak of losing back-to-back games but and people panic so much people panicked when they lost like those games and it was like, yep. no guys, it's okay. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. But we were so used to them winning that we just didn't understand how to, well, I mean, I think we were fine, but other people didn't understand how to, to deal with it. He also broke it down by, if you were to look at it by simply getting four wins to take a best of seven series the Bruins were five games, four games, five games, four games, five games, seven games, five games, five games, lost seven, lost in seven games, four game, four game, seven game, four game, five game, four game. Yeah. So like literally if you broke it down that way, they lost one series. Okay. So like just shows like Nick was saying how consistent they were just throughout the year. They were just, it wasn't, inflated by a 25 game win streak it was just consistent like i remember teams that typically win the president's stroke they go in some massive winning streak 15 12 games in a row bruins like they, they never really had that they had a nine i think i don't ever think they won 10 in a row no i think they had a bunch of like six and seven mm-hmm. eight game win streaks like 
multiple ones of those, which again, if you have enough of those, you can get to 65 wins. Yeah. Proof is in the pudding. I think that the Bruins are driven. They've got a team goal. They've got a new team t-shirt. They've been working really hard to get to this point to the playoffs and everybody's super excited. Uh, they have depth, not only just defensive depth, they have forward depth. So, you know, uh, even if they're missing a player, it's not something to really panic about. And until you can prove to me that the Bruins are stoppable, I'm just going to continue to believe in the Bruins. Um, and that's it. That's, you know, I think this season is a is is one of destiny if i dare say it like that so yeah yeah and and that's the other thing too there is going the bruins are not going to run into another team at any point in the playoffs that has more depth than they do yep like like we have to figure out who's going to sit when everyone's healthy like most teams that are in the playoffs, they can roll two lines that can score, maybe three. The Bruins have four lines that can score and defense that can score and a goalie that can score. Like <laughs> <laughs> my sister still talks to me about the, the Omar goal. I think she saw it online somewhere and she was like impressed. And it, my sister, when she watched the uh, the Bolts game the other weekend, she was like, "I that was really exciting." She actually fell asleep to, during part of the game, but that's okay. I get it. When you're not used to watching like playoff mode, you can be a little mm-hmm. bit shut down. Um, but anyway, feeling pretty good. I cannot wait until tomorrow night, and then I can't wait until Tuesday afternoon. But I hope that my my surgeon tells me that I can start walking again. Ooh. Uh, well, it'll probably be little bits of walking and in a walking boot. But yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I might not be ready, but I'm ready mentally. We'll see if I'm physically ready for it. But anyway, yes, I cannot wait for tomorrow night. <sighs> I think the Bruins just they they dominate in every category including coaching oh yeah Monty. yeah so um yeah so that's how it is so i think what we'll do is uh we'll watch games this week we'll get back next weekend talk about the bruins and how they done during the week ne- uh, but you know why don't i tell you what the schedule is guys how about it all right let's talk about that schedule okay the boston Bruins Florida Panthers series starts off tomorrow night on Monday at 7 30 p.m. at the TD Garden. Games will be on Nesson locally and ESPN nationally. Wednesday, the 19th, the game will also be at 7 30 p.m. It will be at the TD Garden, also on Nesson locally, ESPN nationally. And then Friday, they shift it up. Uh, Friday the 21st, it's 7.30 still, but it's at the Florida Live Arena, which is a mouthful. And the games will be on Nesson locally and TNT nationally. And then Sunday, 
the 23rd of April, one of my best friend's birthdays, 3.30 p.m. So it's an afternoon manatee game in the middle of the afternoon. Weird. At the Florida Live Arena, Nesson locally, TNT nationally. So there you go. So well, one uh, thing we didn't talk about to watch out for too, the yep. ice. The ice could be chippy to start the start of the series because the Celtics are also playing in Boston right now in the first round of the playoffs. So Oof. um Bad well the good, the good thing is is that they played last night. Um oh. they didn't play today and the Bruins practiced oh. at Warrior. So then they can play tomorrow night and then the Celtics play on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. I I'm seeing it. Um, yep. I shouldn't be bad tomorrow, but it w- might be bad on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I think the temperatures are going to stay lower here, but you know, I don't know what indoor humidity is going to be because that's a factor. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. As my nephew who drives a Zamboni was telling me about that. It's the temperatures are supposed to stay in the sixties this week, which is not necessarily ideal, but it's not like the 80 degrees that we had over the last part of the week. <laughs> I just stayed on the back porch. It felt so nice. But anyway, I actually think you guys were warmer in Massachusetts than we uh, in North Carolina. Maybe it mm-hmm. really cooled off on Friday night, though. By Friday at like 9 p.m., I was closing windows. It was getting chilly. Um, I was keeping them open. I was pumped when that cool air came in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my bedroom got the breeze the night before, and that was really nice. But, uh, well, my makeshift bath uh, bedroom, because I'm still downstairs. I'm also recording in there. This is my oh. bed. <laughs> yeah, we have to watch out for the ice, but I don't think it'll be too, too bad. Not tomorrow night anyway, and we'll see. Florida ice, though, might be really bad. It's true. So Florida, man. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Do we have anything more to say about this? Glad the playoffs are here. It's going to be fun. Enjoy it. Oh my God. I can't wait. It's, it is the best time of year. It is the playoffs. So very excited that we've gotten here. Um, I didn't complain as much as I usually do every season because usually we hit the 60 game mark and I'm like, nah, I just want the playoffs to start. I'm so whiny. And then it's probably because the Bruins were a wagon this year and it was like enjoyable to see them win. There were a couple of games we turned off, but I mean, God, that's a lot of hockey. You know, I probably watched 65 games this year. I probably watched like 78. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and if I didn't watch it, I tried listening to it instead so because you can do that on the radio up here mm-hmm. so yeah okay anyway so uh did you guys make your predictions you said Bruins and five nick correct okay tim what do you think i mean everyone's saying five so i'm just gonna say four just to be different yeah do it <laughs> i did not pick any um any sweeps in my first round for anybody on my bracket. I think the lowest I got was five. You know, it's just how it is. I think I put, I think the lowest I put on the bracket is definitely five, but um, for the sake of this, I'm going to say four because 
everyone else is saying five. Yeah, so. you, you can do that. That's fine. That's dare to be different. Dare to be different. There you go. Yes, guys. In the first round, one of my not dream matchups is happening again. It is the, the series that sent me over the edge and made me hate the Minnesota Wild back in 2015, 2016. I don't know what, what year it was when I had to watch the whole series and it sucked. Dallas Stars and Minnesota Wild are playing against each other again. And no, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> I do not want to watch that. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. Or did I predict that to happen? No, I, I think it's happening. It's I'm pretty happening. sure that's the matchup. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway. Okay, that's the matchup. It sucks. I hate it. I don't want to see it ever again. I'm not watching any of those games. So if you are going to ask me if I'm going to watch those games, I'm going to tell you, no, I don't care about them. I do not want to see them. All right, that's it. That was the last thing I had to say. Are we ready to tie this all up? Yeah, let's do it. Little bow. Okay. You've been listening to Barely on Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And we have been talking about your Boston Bruins in the playoffs. You can find us on SoundCloud at Barely on Topic on Twitter and at Barely on Topic podcast on Facebook. I'm very bad at this. You can also find us at our individual Twitter handles of I am at VA from RI. I am at Tim A. Richardson and Jeff is at Dr. Hand Grenade. I'm at Nick Baggio. Yes. There you go. And we will see you next week when we talk about how the Bruins are doing so far in the playoffs. Tim. Thank you.